Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to Family is the Answer, an adoption and foster care podcast. I'm Karina Kuna-Henson, Managing Director for Rohe Foundation. Together with Podcast Network Asia, we're here to share resources to inform you and stories to inspire you about adoption and foster care. Hope you enjoy listening. everybody and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Karina and today we're going to be talking about the truth about being adopted. You know, we're covering everything from the love, the beauty, the power of adoption, but also the expectations, a little bit of the trauma and the triggers that come with having adoption as part of your story. So who better to share with us than adoptees themselves? That's why I've invited two of them who happen to be really good friends as well to join me for a chat. With me today is Ina Ferrer and Carissa Moran. Let me just tell you a little bit about these two ladies who I've come to know because of our advocacy, but also have become really good friends just because you know we've shared so many stories about adoption. And I, in particular, love hearing from adoptees themselves. And I love being able to kind of just get some insight on the journey of an adoptee and from their perspective. I recognize that as an adoptive parent and as an adoption advocate, if I don't take the time to hear from adoptees, then I'm only witnessing one side of the story. And so it's so important to hear from adoptees. So I'm really excited about today. So like I mentioned, joining me is Ina Ferrer. Ina is wife to Pete. They've been married for 11 years. She's also a homeschool mom to her son, Manolo, who is currently 10 years old. And she's a fur mom to Alvaro. And she is a professional makeup artist. So that's Ina. You're going to hear from her in a little bit. Also with her is one of her good friends, Carissa. Carissa is a mom of two boys, Mateo and Marco. She has become a strong advocate for adoption, having previously worked for the Kaisa Hang Buhay Foundation, where her mom, Melissa Moran, also sits as a member of the board. And so for both of these women, um, while they have a lot of co- a lot in common and while they are very good friends with one another, you know, everything from being homeschool moms and their family is kind of like journeying through adoption together. They both come from families who have really painted a healthy picture of adoption for them and have created a good culture around their adoption story. And so they've witnessed the beauty of adoption. We've actually featured both of their moms, whether through our live chats, our articles, where they get to share about their perspective as adoptive moms. But today I'm really excited to hear from Ina and Carissa. So we've invited them to join us on the podcast. And this is part one of a two-part series. We're going to dive right into it with them. I hope you enjoy listening. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Families the Answer podcast. Hi, Carissa. Hi, Ina. Hi, Carissa. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I know that while I got to meet you just maybe within the last couple years or so, you guys have actually known each other for like forever. Is that right? 
I think yeah. two decades. <laughs> that shows yeah, our age almost. now. <laughs> so you guys have known each other for a really long time. You actually, you're both moms now. You guys both have mm-hmm. boys, right? Which is really cool. And there's a lot of history there. And so we just thought it would be really nice to chat with both of you because on top of just this cool friendship that you guys have had, you're actually both adoptees. And you were both adopted at a really young age. You also both grew up in really loving families. And I really wanted the chance to talk to you guys because not only do I love your stories and do I think that you guys have really inspirational stories, but I think you guys are both just so real when it comes to talking about adoption. And I think that's one of the things that we feel is lacking in the communities that exist, especially in the Philippine context. There's not a lot of communities for adoptees. And there's definitely not a lot of them where you can talk about both the joys and the pains of what it means to have adoption be part of your story. So I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the truth about being adopted. That statement alone, just out of curiosity, does it trigger any initial thoughts? There's obviously this beautiful picture around adoption, which a lot of people talk about because that's that's the nice part. That's the easy part to talk about. But are there things that you feel like just growing up as an adoptee, you feel like, yeah, you know, this is this is something that we don't have the opportunity to talk about too often? Well, you know, I was just talking with Jana and she also works for Rohe, right? And she's now doing her thesis. So you were actually talking about this a few days ago, how culturally in the Philippines, the media, especially our local media, portrays adoption as something terrible. It's something shameful. It's a taboo. And they always portray adopted kids as the good kids, but their siblings are very hostile towards them and hurt them physically and verbally and all that. And there's this saying in the Philippines, ampon ka lang. Ampon ka lang means you're just an adopted child. And whatever you do when you're adopted in a family, you have to strive to be a member of the family because you're adopted. So for me, I have a good experience with it, but I have also met friends who did really had terrible experiences about being adopted. I really thank God that for me, when people ask you, how does that feel being adopted as an adopted kid? For me, it's, I'm okay with it. Right. Um, what triggers me though is those terms, those those lines, you know, when I hear those. Lang. Um, yeah, the adopted right? lang. And when I watch... Yeah how the media portrays it. That's that's my trigger because it's really a, a bold message to send out. And, you know, I really think about the moms who would like to adopt or who adopted and kids who are adopted and want to be adopted. And then they see that. So, you know, what kind of message is that sending out? Yeah. I'm really glad you touched on that, Ina, because you mentioned how like in media here in the Philippines, there is that kind of negative stigma around adoption still. And when you say, when you use that phrase, ampon kalang, it's used in, and it probably doesn't do justice when we translate it, right? Like you're just adopted, but it really yeah. is to, yeah. to cast so shame right. or to cause pain and to say that, you know, it's it's you like a less, low form, right? uh, yeah, a, a yeah. lesser form of a chi- of yeah. of a child, right? And and the pain that that causes people who already have negative experiences, right? It's all the more painful to hear something like that. But mm-hmm. for you who had, you have a great adoption story. I know your mom and your family, and you have a beautiful family, and you t- you always talk about how you grew up with such a healthy picture of adoption. Mm-hmm. But did those things growing up? Did that still trigger you? Did that still 
affect you? Did that carry, like, how did those things make you feel every time you would see a soap opera on TV? And, you know, the plot is that where the adopted child is portrayed that way, where, like you mentioned, siblings are hostile towards that, the sibling. Mm -hmm. And how does that make an adoptee feel, even though they did grow up in a, in a healthy home and in a loving family, does it still affect you? When I was a child and I was watching all those soap operas with my, with my nannies, right. I would be like, okay. So I guess that's how people think about adoption here. Jana made me watch a couple of clips actually about (laughs) adoption from two local shows. And I was like, Jana, what the heck? I mean, where did those lines come from? And it's like, it's really mind blowing. Yeah, because it showed like siblings hurting the adopted child. And, you know, the siblings are nice when the parents are around. But when the parents leave to run some errands, they beat up their adopted siblings. So why is it like that? For me, that triggers me now because I've met a couple of friends. I think about them and I remember what, what they told me. It really shows that there is a great need to educate and redefine what adoption is. When I was watching that, I remembered them and I said, oh my gosh, how painful and how sad. Where did this message come from? Because if your siblings treat you like that, where did they learn that? Because definitely not from their adoptive parents because their adoptive parents are shown as really loving towards their adopted kids. But why are the siblings hostile? Why are the relatives hostile? Like, where did they learn that? That's what's like triggering to me. And so I am really thankful for organizations like Rohe and accounts on Instagram and Facebook that really have the passion and the heart to share what adoption is and what adoption should be. How about for you, Carissa, what, when, when we say like the truth about being adopted, does it trigger any thoughts? Do you ever like, do things come to mind right away? Like, oh yeah, I wish people knew this. Like it's the part that we don't really get to talk about. Okay. So the truth about my adoption is that I was chosen. I was chosen among others that could have been brought home by my parents, but I was the one chosen. Why? That's my question. Like, why me? Later on, like, of course, when I developed my relationship with with God, it's like I realized, okay, the reason why you were chosen, I may not have the entire answer yet, but like I, I needed to be part of this family. And the reason why they chose me was because my sister, who is five years older than me, the one after her, born a year before me, and then she passed away after five days. So the reason why I was chosen was not the man as a substitute daughter, right? But like that was the picture of their family that they envisioned. So I was chosen to complete the family, you know, the, their idea of what they wanted as a family. So for me, the truth about my adoption was that I was chosen and it wasn't my parents who chose me, but it was long before I was even born. God already chose me to be a part of this family. And he knew from the beginning that this is what we were all going to go through, not because I was adopted, but because life happens and you know, people say things, people try to hurt other people. But at the end of the day, we are a family and we do love each other. And the love that we have for each other is not just, you know, emotions. Because you can you can get angry at somebody you love. 
but you don't stop loving them. And that's the example that my mom and my dad showed me as a child growing up. Like, okay, you can fall short of our expectations of you, but we will not stop loving you. When Inad nga talks about the teleseries, right? I didn't grow up watching that, but I knew of it. As an adult now, or maybe later on in life, and then I was able to catch those shows. That's the only time I realized, oh yeah, people do look down on people who are adopted. Because my family members nga forget that I am adopted. Like my tito even said that my son looks like my dad. So parang, oh, we're not biologically related, you know. But okay, I'll take that. <laughs> so it's really the, the choice to love somebody who may not be your blood relative. But husband and wife nga, you're not blood relative, but you choose to love each other 100%, right? So it's the same thing. If a new family member comes in through adoption, then the entire unit, the entire family will choose to love that person 100% as a family member. Right. And that's a really nice way to put it that, you know, when you talk about the truth, I thought, you know, when we share that the truth about being adopted, it almost sounds like there's something juicy that's supposed to come out of it. But I like how you put it. And you said, you know, my truth this was my truth. This was the truth for me about being adopted. It was that I was chosen and it was that I was loved. And I think one of the great things in your story is that you guys were able to have a healthy definition of adoption. It was defined for you in a healthy way. And I did a talk recently for adoptive parents on adoption telling and on talking to your kids about their adoption story. And my encouragement to the parents was don't let somebody else and don't let the world define adoption for your children. It's our responsibility, like I take it upon myself as an adoptive mom to define for my kids and not just Chloe who was adopted, but all three of my kids, what adoption is because they're going to take their cue from me. And if I don't define it and if I don't have conversations with them about it and if I don't help expose them to what beautiful adoptions look like and also teach them to be sensitive to those who might not have a good experience with adoption. So if you don't expose them to the truth about adoption, like you said, your truth, my truth, what we believe is really true about adoption, then somebody else is going to define it. Media is going to define it, right? And it's a scary world out there <laughs> when it comes to, you know, what they put out and what, what media is telling us about adoption, right? And what sometimes, sometimes what catches on, I find even on social media, what, happens to be shared a lot are like the trauma stories or, you know, it's always more exciting to share juicy news and not like the warm, fuzzy stuff. Right. Mm. And so there are all those stories of trauma and pain. But having said that, I did want to ask you guys, because being adoptees and you guys also became friends. Did you guys ever have conversations with each other where you felt like, you know, this is something I can really talk to you about because you totally get it. What's it like having good friends who are also adoptees? And how does that help you in processing what's happened in your life and your experiences and, you know, just how God has crafted your story? I always treated Ina like a sister from another mother and father, right? That's because we've grown up together. So right. talking about adoption with her is normal. It wasn't something that we had to beat around the bush. It's just that comfort knowing that I can talk to her about all the kinds of struggles that I go through, even when it comes to the adoption. Like people were asking if I wanted to know my biological parents. And I think I shared this with Ina and our friend before. And I honestly have, you know, a fear 
to do that because given the life that I I have now, if I see that they have less or you know struggle, right. it will break yeah. my heart. And I'm in a good place now that I don't want to break my heart, <laughs> so I'd rather avoid that. But you know things like that, like you can't talk to somebody who's biologically born of her father and mother, right? You know I'm I'm struggling because. People are asking me if I want to meet my my biological parents. Mm -hmm. For them, that's like, huh? I don't get it because my dad is right. my dad, my mom is my mom. But at the end of the day, also, my mom is my mom and my dad is my dad, whether I'm adopted or not. So I see Tita Stella, Tito Bonnie with Ina and Bea and Miko, and they're all equal. <laughs> so it's still mind-boggling for me, I guess, even up to now, that there's no equality for others outside of your family mm -hmm. unit to adopted children. But with us, with how I, I, I grew up and how I know of how Ina's story is, it's not nice to always talk about being warm and fuzzy, but there's no drama there. <laughs> Magandang araw mga bata! Ako si Kuya Raywin. Tara na at pagkwentuhan natin ang exciting na adventure ng ating mga idol na hero. Dito lamang sa kwentong Kalyahiro. Available tayo sa lahat ng major podcast platforms powered by Podcast Network Asia at Podmetrics. Kita kids! Yeah, so it's true. There. <laughs> but I do want to jump in and say, you know, I think that's your reality because your parents, both of you guys, their parents adopted you out of a place of not trying to fill a void. I mean, I think the intentions mm. for adopting were were good and whole from the beginning. It was the intention was to to it was an act of love. It was an act of bringing a child mm. into their family and building their family, choosing to build their family that way. And I think because of that, it, it just was able to bear so much fruit in your life where I don't mean for it to be warm and fuzzy, but that's just really my reality. And that's really just how my story has unfolded over the course of many years. And I'm sure there's also been a journey of like having to heal and process, you know, some of some of those things, which we'll get to. But first, Ina, for you, what's yeah. it like having like Carissa and maybe, you know, the comfort of yeah. having other adoptees as friends? Right. So, same to add to what Carissa said, and I call her Karen. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> you know, the friendship is already awesome, but the bonus of both being adopted kids is also a really good thing. I think, you know, it's destined to be, to be friends. And we've had many, many conversations over the years about our experiences as adopted kids and you know we've gone through all the phases like innocent kids angsty teenagers and you know experimental this and that and, you know um both our parents are you know worrying about us because we're out partying late together and all of those <laughs> things and you know and then adulting came and, and our sons are came. bffs now yeah. so right are they close in age um, are your boys close in age <laughs> They're one year apart. Mateo is 11, Manolo is 10, and Marco is 9. They're all M's. So we call them yeah, M and M and M. And M, and M. <laughs> it's so nice because you guys have like built your families together as well. And you've exposed them mm -hmm. to families that look like yours. I guess where, I guess even for your, for your sons, right? Like for them to know like, you right. know, that part of my mom's story is being adopted. 
and they look around and, you know, they see other people with similar stories. So I guess that's nice too. One thing I'd like to add, you know, between me and Ina, we can actually joke about being adopted. Like our friend and I, we joke, we joke, oh, baka si ganito yung mommy mo. Or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, no other biological child can do that, right? Yeah, yeah it wouldn't, it <laughs> wouldn't be appropriate, right? That. And it doesn't hurt our feelings. To like, yeah. And I guess it comes from a place of like wholeness, right? You can actually yeah. tease each other because yeah. you know that like it's not gonna hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> or it's not gonna yeah. offend me you know maybe Chris and I have different trigger points as well but you know we do respect that and it's fine if she doesn't want to talk about it then that's fine if you know she says okay I'll just talk about it once and that's it and that's fine you know for me naman I go like I don't mind okay you can ask me whoever even if you know you don't know you have no idea anything about adoption I don't mind so you know we have those kinds of conversation and we teach our kids also about adoption but I do want to say Karina that the warm and fuzzy stuff I'm sure you know like when when my mom wanted to adopt I must say that my dad wasn't ready and right. he was really struggling with it I remember know? she tells this so, story a lot <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> He was struggling. He wasn't sure if he'll be able to love the baby they adopt as he should love the baby. So I think they tried once and then they stopped. And my mom was heartbroken. They didn't push through with it. Yeah, because he said, I don't think I'm ready. So my mom, you know, gave this deadline and said that, okay, I think she prayed. And she said, by Valentine's Day, if, you know, (laughs) it's a yes, it's a yes. To the baby, it's a yes for me. If it's a no for you, then I'm leaving, you know? <laughs> but, you know, couples don't do that, okay? <laughs> Stick together, even if you disagree. But yeah, so you see, I'm sure my parents didn't have this perfect story on adoption. They struggled and they argued and they have, they've had many conversations. Right. So that's part of my adoption story too. Yeah. yeah. How does that growing up or, you know, maybe you didn't even know that part of the story till you got a lot older, but did mm-hmm. that affect you? Did that, did that trigger any feelings about mm-hmm. your adoption, about your story, knowing that maybe there was a little bit of uncertainty at the onset? Mm-hmm. Were there any triggers there? I don't think there were any triggers. No, it's just more of, I think I understood that. It's not a joke, you know, it's yeah. not a joke. You're taking it was a big decision. It is. It's a lifelong decision, you know. And right. I'm thankful because at the end of the day, my dad said yes. And that's what really stands out for you, right? You've managed to define the story, you know, the right way. And you've said, you know, oh, what really matters for me is that at the end of the day, they said yes. And they didn't hide even that part of the story from you. No, (laughs) which is why I wanted to ask you guys a little bit about this, because we hear this a lot with adoptees and how, you know, keeping the adoption secret can sometimes cause a lot of pain. I wanted to ask you guys if you have any experiences with that or if you know of other adoptees, what are the different pains that adoptees go through that maybe not a lot of people know about? I grew up in a compound where we have we have eight houses and then there are different families and three right. out of the eight houses have adopted children oh so, wow yeah so there's me and then my childhood friend and then another girl was that and deliberate on your parents part to no, like kind of keep they, you guys well, we were together? the first year 
in the compound. So they didn't know. Okay. They didn't know that that was going to play out that way, right? All the other people here are going to have that kind of story. So we are totally different kinds of adoptees, kinds. <laughs> so I was I was the legal route. The other girl, they did the paper. They, they falsified Simulation the of birth. Yeah. Right. And then the other girl grew up knowing that her father was her father, but then he adopted her. Sure. So all the while, okay. she grew up knowing that this was her dad. And then as she grew up as a teenager, that's when her parents told her that, okay, this is your real dad. I saw what happened to her, like the unnecessary emotions that she had to go through as a teenager. And then I had to try to reassure her because we, we grew up together, right? So she, she okay. opened that up to me. So I had to reassure her, you know, your dad is your dad, your papa is your papa. You're blessed that you have two papas. You have one dad and a papa. So maybe it was a mistake of the mom that, you know, she hid that fact of her life. And that causes trauma and confusion and a roller coaster of emotions. So I saw right. that. That's one story of an adopted friend. Yeah. Another one is the other neighbor. And the what this one is they falsified the papers. So okay. all her family now are abroad or in the States, but she can't get to them because she doesn't have the right papers. Okay. So now I can see also the, the lack of security in a family, I guess. So there, see, those are two stories of different kinds And, and of so adoptions. close to and you. And so close, exactly, right? Like, yeah. How you could grow up in the same compound, in the same, you know, neighborhood yeah. and have very different experiences. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because I guess one of the things that we want to kind of like remind our listeners is to be sensitive that not everybody has the same experiences as you know, the next person. Everybody has a different experience with it. And adoptions can be done differently. There are different ways to it. And and like you mentioned, sometimes, you know, when it wasn't done legally and there were, you know, somebody might have cut corners around the paperwork and that actually impacts the adoptee in a different way. And then, although there might be somebody else who had the same experience, but mm -hmm. maybe was not affected in the same way as that person. So yeah, I guess what, what I'm hearing is like, it's so important to also just be sensitive because different people have different stories. And even in within that, we, we respond differently to these experiences, which mm -hmm. is why sometimes, you know, something that we had a great experience with adoption, but not all families might've had that. Yes. The bottom line is just be honest. Yeah. And don't wait until they're already grown-ups mm. tell them while they're young yeah. tell them well you know you, you think you'd say oh she's still a toddler she won't understand but just tell her tell him and explain and reassure and affirm of course everybody's journey is different and at the end of the day it's the parents decision when they want to tell their adopted kids that they're adopted but as an adopted child I think Carissa and I will agree just Tell the truth. Don't hide it. It's nothing to be ashamed of because from experience, and I will share this, my mom didn't want to tell me. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't want because she was so scared that my birth parents will come and get me. So that's that was her fear. And that was my dad's fear. But I started growing taller than them. Then <laughs> everybody started to ask, like from church, colleagues from work, neighbors. They're all like, 
why is she so big, so tall? And then my mom, she's the eldest. Her siblings, when I was about 10 or 11, you better tell her the truth. Because if you don't, you're still lying to her, you know? Right. So my mom, bless her heart, I'm sure she <laughs> prayed about it and cried about it and struggled with it. But at the end of the day, she did what was right. She chose to do what was right, which was tell me. And she made it special. She had a ring made. And she told me on a ship. Uh, <laughs> so you can uh, run away. Way to I love this story. <laughs> yeah, for vacation. <laughs> Yeah, and the reason why I'm sharing this as well is because I've met also a couple of ladies and they did not have as beautiful as a story as Carissa and I had about adoption. They grew up wondering why their relatives were treating them that way, like less of a person and not part of the family. You know, there would be Christmas and birthday celebrations and family gatherings and she would be locked up in the room with her nanny. And she would not be receiving Christmas gifts. Another friend discovered it by accident because one of her uncles blurted it out in a family gathering. So, you know, that adds to the, what, the triggers in adoption. Because at the end of the day, you would want it to come from your family. So that would be my advice, you know, to adoptive parents and people who are thinking of adopting. Be honest. There's no shame in it. That's really great advice. And I love that story of your mom on a ship trying to break the news to you. And if I'm not mistaken, that story ends with her. She's like super emotional. She, you're right. She had a, she had a ring made and she's about to like break the news to you. She already feels guilty because she's kept it for so long. And so she's like about to tell you and she's like super emotional. And you're like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> or you're just like well, okay anticlimactic um, reaction <laughs> yeah it was like not the reaction she was expecting she was so prepared for I guess a lot of emotion and for but but I guess like it speaks a lot of like just the power of being honest and and mm-hmm. and sharing the truth yeah. with you mm-hmm. um I'm wondering I'm curious if at that time was it because you kind of knew why was your reaction so like, I mean, very, it was just very simple. You just accepted as accepted it as truth. Um, uh-huh. And you were like, okay, all right. It wasn't like a life changing moment, uh, and, mm. you know, to hear, to hear yeah. that news. I think, you know, a couple of years leading up to that, I was already asking as well, why am I taller than you guys? Ganyan, ganyan. And sometimes I think my yaya would also slip. Like she would say, you're adopted or something like that but it was never confirmed by my mom or dad right so maybe it was that but I think it was more of because there was really no difference in treatment and the love the amount of love poured out to me and my brother and my sister growing up all throughout the years they would say pantay kayong tatlo you guys you all equal. Are equal yeah we love the three of you equally there is no favorite child And growing up, I really saw my parents give their all. You know, my mom, she would drive to and from school three times a day. Like, who does that? Just to make sure that the food that I was going to eat was still freshly cooked. And so when my mom told me that, it's for me, okay, um, okay. Of course, there are a a gazillion billion questions. Right. But But it didn't define it. Yeah. I appreciate what you guys did. 
And if this is the case, then so be it. Because right. it was good. Yeah. And it is still good. All right, that was part one of this episode on the truth about being adopted. Tune in next week for the second part where Ina and Carissa talk about birth parents and their advice to fellow adoptees. As an adoptive mom, I personally learned so much from them and I can't wait for you to hear what's coming next. So make sure to tune in for that next week. And if you are like Ina or Carissa and adoption is part of your story, we would love to hear from you. And we hope that you would be able to reach out to us at rohayfoundation.org slash connect. There's really nothing more powerful in changing the culture around adoption than hearing from voices like yours and, you know, locking arms so that we can redefine what adoption could look like, not just here in the Philippines, but in other parts of the world as well. So thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week. That was the Family is the Answer podcast by Rohe Foundation and powered by Podcast Network Asia. If you're interested to know more about adoption and foster care, visit our website at rohefoundation.org where you can find articles, videos, and other resources. You can also find us on social media. We're Rohe Foundation on Instagram and Facebook. Again, thanks for listening, and I hope to catch you at our next episode. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.